back to In The Queue, Film Conversations with Andrew and Phil. I am your co-host, Phil. And this film, I think, has probably got the highest number of meta moments of <laughs> any recent film I've seen that I can possibly think of. Yeah, it might even have too many, Phil. It might even have <laughs> too many. This is Andrew. I'm your other co-host. And... uh I really enjoyed Deadpool, the first one. I thought it was good. It was clever. It was a breath of fresh air in the superheroes genre. But this film, it's kind of like a deflated balloon, baby. Whoa. That's kind of how I felt. Deflated balloon. It took all of the promise of the first one and did away with it. Well, we're going to totally unpack each other's feelings this film in just a moment uh but first i want to let everybody know that number one we're talking about deadpool 2 <laughs> and number two uh i want everybody to know where you can find us on the web you can go to our blog first which is found at www.in-the-q.com we also have a facebook page and you can search facebook for in the queue q-u-e-u-e is how that's spelled and on both of those places, you'll find all of our episodes. We encourage you to like our Facebook page because then our posts will populate your feed. And we can actually get in touch with you if you want to be a guest on our show and talk about the film of your choice. Very true. We love doing that. We love having guests come on. You can Skype in and join us uh, on a discussion. Uh, we also have a Twitter account. It is at ITQ Podcast. Follow us. We'll follow you back. As long as you are a real account. And <laughs> as long not... as you're not a Russian bot. <laughs> not, yeah, so you're just about like bodybuilding. If you're <laughs> legit about bodybuilding, I'll follow you back. But if you're just like a made-up bot, sorry. Uh, also, you can find us on iTunes or on Podcast or Overcast Podcast Aggregates. So, without further ado, today's film is Deadpool 2. We're getting close. You all know the drill. Intercept the convoy. Watch out for cable. Hit it! There's this kid. He's in trouble. Move or die. Pump the hate brakes, Thanos. I ain't let the cable get to him. But I can't do this alone. We need backup. We're gonna form a super duper fucking group. It's time to get back on LinkedIn. Meet Bedma. My name is Shatterstar. Domino, I'm lucky. Luck isn't a superpower. And certainly not very cinematic. Yes, it is. Let's meet in the middle and say no, it isn't. Fuck it. It's showtime. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. Fucking hero. You're just a clown. Dressed up as a sex toy. So dark. You sure you're not from the DC universe? Yeah. 
bring it on one night, Willie. Your bullets, they're really fast. And last but not least, Peter. Any power you want to tell us about? I don't, I don't have one. Um, I, I just saw the ad. You're in. Isn't that how people used to get jobs? Looking in the one ads? It's true. I did that at least once. Yeah? And I think this film speaks to my generation. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to read you guys the official 20th Century Fox synopsis for this film <laughs> on IMDb. Okay. Yeah, go for so it. So I'm 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 trusting that if you're listening you've seen the first Deadpool, so this will probably not come as a big surprise, but this is what it says on the website. After surviving a near fatal bovine attack, a disfigured cafeteria chef, Wade Wilson, struggles to fulfill his dream of becoming Mayberry's hottest bartender, while also learning to cope with his lost sense of taste. Searching to regain his spice for life, as well as a flux capacitor, Wade must battle ninjas, the Yakuza, and a pack of sexually aggressive canines as he journeys around the world to discover the importance of family, friendship, and flavor, finding a new taste for adventure, and earning the coveted coffee mug title of World's Best Lover. Uh-huh. So I think there's maybe a little bit of accuracy in that with the actual film in yeah. the sense that the film is about the importance of family and friendship. Oh, and flavor too. What the hell? <laughs> but uh, the actual plot of Deadpool 2 is much less epic. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's basically about Wade Wilson. He is assembling a group of, of mutants to track down and rescue a young boy with supernatural powers who is under attack from the evil cyborg villain Cable, uh, played by Josh Brolin, who uh, I, I was actually pleased that they made a joke about how Josh Brolin is both Cable and Thanos in this film. Yes. And you've also got in the supporting cast uh, Zazie Beetz as Domino, who's a new character in the franchise mm -hmm. as well as returning characters negasonic teenage warhead played by brianna hildebrand and um colossus that's his name right yeah the, the russian big, the big metal one the russian metal yeah. guy. yeah i don't his name is not in the first group of credits stefan kapitik is his voice there you go anyway so and then there's also some new characters who are uh supporting Ryan Reynolds in the titular role. Uh, Morena Baccarin returns as his beloved girlfriend, Vanessa. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we should probably issue a spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah, we've been uh, doing because, it a lot recently, but it does make yeah. sense, you know. Yeah, so, so we're going to issue one. So see the film. If you want to hear our review, come back and hear us. I think we're going to have some interesting opinions. Uh, Marina Baccarin's character is killed early on in the film mm -hmm. and um ryan reynolds as deadpool uh desperately wants to reunite with her and what you have is an interesting somewhat tricky balance between his genuine love for her 
which is counterbalanced with like an endless barrage of very snarky, sarcastic humor. Yeah. And uh, the snarky, sarcastic humor is the dominant animal in this film. But I'm going to go ahead and say I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, yeah? And I, I enjoyed it just as much as the first Deadpool. I feel like with this one, they amped up the humor even more so. They Ooh. amped up the disingenuousness mm. and the meta qualities and the uh, ah. the reflexiveness breaking the fourth wall. Oh yes, um, they really went for broke in doing that. They sure did. And I thought that I, it was fantastic because this is a satire. This movie is a satire of Marvel films, and yeah. they know that this group of people seeing this film, which is the eighteen to forty nine demographic. Uh, they know that we've seen all these movies that yeah. date back decades. And we know what the tropes are that they're making fun of. And it was a breath of fresh air to have a film that kept its distance, kept its Brechtian distance for nearly the whole time. And it did not kind of dumb itself down. I thought it was it was consistently clever. It was entertaining. Uh, while I didn't always laugh at the jokes that were that were being lobbed at us, I enjoyed how quickly they came and went. And overall, I, I was uh, I was very pleased by this film. Well, Andrew. I'm very happy for you, Phil. Thank you. Uh, I didn't dislike this film. I didn't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. But I also thought it was very lazy. Um, I thought that it, everything that the first Deadpool did well, I feel like it took a huge step back with this movie. Um, I feel like all of the things that you were just talking about, about that were <laughs> you uh, cited as positive things about this film, uh, I would consider to be negative things. Amping up the humor, uh, it's it's a bit much. I know in, you don't like that in this film. I mean, there's. Nothing matters in this in this movie. And they try to make some kind of ham-fisted thematic through line about family, I guess. But how, how can you even take that seriously when nothing about the film is taken seriously? And I there's no real journey to speak of that anybody goes on in this film, uh, with the exception of maybe Fire Fist. Uh, who I guess becomes a different person by the end of it. I don't know. Uh, maybe mm. Cable. I guess you could say Cable. Well, I, Cable does undergo a pretty significant change. He undergoes a pretty significant change, but it also comes out of nowhere. It just like the the circumstances of his change are kind of thrown in there and seem like a plot point for the sake of changing things around. Uh, I you know. I think there were elements of it that were good. I thought Zazie Beats was great as Domino. Um, I was really actually very excited to see some of the members of X-Force show up in this because Deadpool, of course, is a creation of Rob Liefeld, who was drawing for Marvel at the time and writing for Marvel. Mm-hmm. And he created Deadpool and then he created X-Force and X-Force had Domino and Shatterstar and all these other characters on it. And... Uh, and it was great. That was right when I was 
coming of age and reading comic books. And like, this was like the new cool thing. And it was really rad and, uh, and it was a lot of fun. So it was fun to see those characters show up, even though some of them were showed up for a very short amount of time. Indeed. Uh, but all in all, I felt like the film was trying way too hard. Uh, in, in the first Deadpool, it seemed the sort of meta commentary and the, and the humor seemed relatively effortless. It felt like it was just a part of the character and it felt like it, it was woven into a fun kind of rollicking action romp. Mm -hmm. This film, it felt like that was the movie. That was it. Like the, the meta commentary, the meta comedy was all there was. And I do understand that to some extent, that's exactly who Deadpool is. That's who he is in the comic books. Deadpool as a character breaks the fourth wall in the comic books. And, you know, he engages with the reader in a way that, you know, most superheroes don't. And he, in that way creates, as you say, Phil, kind of satire Mm -hmm. of comic book dumb and all of the tropes that are contained therein. And so I appreciate that, but it's still wrapped up in a comic book movie and they still essentially try to use a lot of those tropes. And I don't think you can have it both ways. (laughs) I think, you know, the first film managed to walk that tightrope pretty well Mm-hmm. And this one, I feel like it just it just fails in every respect on making like a good, enjoyable, fun action flick and becomes only a vehicle for Ryan Reynolds to just make a never ending series of jokes. Let me ask you, you say that it failed as an action film. Oh, yeah. You and I have talked about problems that we have with action films and one of the one of the ones that you often mention as a as a a a drawback in an action film is when you the action sequences are not well directed which is where you cannot tell what's happening did you feel like that problem was happening in this film yes and i did not feel that way about the first film at all uh this one was a confusing mess to me i I feel, feel like every action sequence was was poorly put together. I feel like every action sequence was ugly. I feel like the CGI was terrible in this movie. Shockingly. So where I thought it was actually quite good in the first film. Uh, it, it, it kind of, it's a confusing sort of development. And some of that may, you could probably chalk some of that up to the fact that you, we have a different director on this Uh film. Um. Well, let me interject for a second here. Sure. I, I think that the I I would concur with your scathing criticism uh, <laughs> in one instance, which is which would be the action, because I remember watching this film. I saw it earlier today. I remember watching it and thinking that the uh, the moments of of connecting such as when a fist connects with a face yeah. or a bullet connects with the body or things like that. Those kind of natural moments where there's often like a cut. Yeah. Um, yeah. I felt like a lot of the 
movements didn't quite land. No. They were almost kind of undermined by the editing. Uh, it didn't quite, there wasn't a lot of like follow through with the action. So I think like while, while the, the action in this movie is, is not great, uh, to me, it's more than made up for by the fact that this is a comedy and a parody and a satire. And I love the fact that it's not uh, a, a sincere film. To me, it doesn't have to have hallmarks of great drama. But, but it doesn't I, have I, to have characters who change because it's a, it's just it has a similar sense of nihilistic fun as Kill Bill, even though it's a different film. But it, they're both stories that are about mayhem. And this, I thought, was was extremely fun mayhem. Well, I I don't disagree with that statement, but I think that the difference between this and something like Kill Bill is that in Kill Bill, you are fully invested in the bride's journey. You care about everything that's happening to her. You see the way that she has been wronged and the vengeance that she is wreaking upon those people who wronged her is vicariously your vengeance as the as the viewer, right? And Quentin Tarantino does great work helping you to understand that. This film, not only does it rely on you having seen the first film, uh, which is fine, I guess, whatever, uh, but it also is, it, it's just very, um, it doesn't do that work. Right, it doesn't get you to a point where you care. Like, if nobody in the movie cares about anything, then we, as the audience, how are we supposed to care? Even in the first Deadpool, he cares. He cares about his girl. He cares about. He has like, he has a transformation in the film. It's not. It's not nothing. You know. I think that. I mean, I see this film as as part of a huge dialogue that doesn't just contain Deadpool one, but it contains the whole Marvel cinematic universe. I mean, there's that moment where, where cable gets referred to as Thanos. Yeah. uh, In a joking way. I mean, it's, it's such a self-aware movie and it's, it's tackling so many different targets in its humor, not just the Deadpool franchise, but also other Marvel films, which I think is extremely amusing. Um, and, and other films in general, other, other tropes of action movies that we've all seen done to death. And I guess, you know, your, your central question is like, you know, you you said that you don't really care about the story or the characters. And I mean, I, I cared enough to keep watching and, and to be, uh, very entertained by what was happening. And the fact that knowing that Deadpool can't be killed really uh, made him this kind of hilarious kind of merry prankster character. This is almost like a cartoon I, who yeah. who could just kind of live out all of our worst schadenfreude and, but, but and you still s- emerge alive. You saw all of this, like all of this stuff wasn't new to you. It, it was all in the first Deadpool. Did you find this to be more or less successful than that film? 
Uh, well, I mean, the guy that I saw this with immediately said that it, that it was better than the first one. Oh, man. But I definitely, I definitely think that it was funnier than the first one. I mean, I liked it a lot. Uh, I don't know if it, my my leanings are that it, yeah, it was funnier and more entertaining than the first one. Oh man, I I could not feel more differently about that. I feel like this, like where the first one was very sharp and very, it was very put together. It was very well packaged everything felt Mm -hmm. like it had a nice flow to it the jokes came with a nice you know patter to them and in this film it was just it was it was just everything all the time it never stopped Mm -hmm. and there were you know there were jokes that i laughed at you know there were things that were funny there were things that i found humorous from time to time um and i laughed along with the audience and everything And, and it was entertaining enough i mean it was fun to watch but i it it just didn't work for me in the same way that the first film worked it didn't even come close to working for me as well as the first one did uh, mm-hmm. i just i just felt like you know if you're going to do this character and if you're going to do this kind of a thing at least wrap it in a package that yeah you know, i mean like what you essentially have is the equivalent of somebody just like making a two hour YouTube video where he just shouts about how much he, how stupid he thinks superhero movies are. And that's not interesting for me to watch either. I don't see that. I mean, I think there's a lot of value to this film more so than somebody would make in a two hour YouTube video. I think, I mean, I think you're you're saying that the main value to you is the laughs and the satire. Okay. Somebody can do that in a YouTube video. They can make funny jokes about, superhero movies and that would accomplish the same thing. So if you're not going to, if you're not going to spend the time to make the action movie any good, then I think the action part is also, is also part of the satire, the parody. I believe so. Definitely. I don't understand why you would take a big step down though, and then call that a, a good thing. I think that one of the problems that we have here is that the first film was directed by a man named Tim Miller, who was a visual effects guy, Right. He had a background in visual effects before he started directing films. So when you watch that film and you, you're talking, Phil, you were saying earlier that uh, punches seem to land better and, you know, it's, there seemed to be more weight to the characters and the special effects were more convincing in my book in the first uh-huh. film. Well, there's a reason for that because it's a special effects guy. This guy who directed the second film is a, a stuntman. He's a stunt guy, which is even more bizarre because there aren't a lot of practical stunts in this, or at least there don't seem to be. Uh, And so, you know, you remove one of the things that actually was really impressive and competent about the first film. And I think that you replace it with something that, you know, I mean, like that that fight between uh, Juggernaut and uh, Colossus, that was just... Uh just atrocious it was so bad well let me ask how did you compare this with the first one when it when it comes to your distance from the film would you say you felt more distant from the sequel than from the first film for sure i think it i think the sequel comes to the point of pushing you almost completely away i think it it basically disregards the fact that you're even watching a movie that's supposed to be fun at all it just seems like a springboard for jokes. 
And I think the fun that, that is the fun though in, in this in the sequel. I think the fun is the distance, and the action. I mean, it sounds like you're saying the action was not competent. I think it was competent overall, but I think the point of it was not to kind of be a groundbreaking Marvel film that's going to put the Avengers to shame. I think it really is meant to be the film that tackles all the absurdity about all the Marvel films and 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 kind of keep us away enough that it'll trust that we're smart people and we know what exactly they're satirizing. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like when you get to a point where you're sticking a live wire up juggernaut's asshole (laughs) and then kicking him into a pool. I like that's that to me, like you're laughing, but I didn't find that funny in any way. What's I just thought it was so sophomoric and stupid. I just found it to be like the jokes in this are, it was such a, it was they were sophomoric, they were childish. Um, well, it's not clever satire. Sure. It's like it's frat bro, dumb drunk humor. There's it, a big difference between those things, and I'm not sure. I'm not even sure what this is satirizing at this point. Deadpool one seemed to me pretty, like I a think pretty, it's pretty solid clear that's satire. satirizing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, the opening image is of Logan's uh, likeness from from the Hugh Jackman film. So it's clear what they're what they're kind of attacking. But they're they're, the reason they had Logan's likeness is because that property is owned by 20th Century Fox. Yeah, that's well, it's not. I think the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they can't take a stab at that because it's owned by Marvel and Disney. Right. I know. I know that there's this split in terms of the Deadpool franchise with the rest of the Marvel series. But I still think that it can reference those films and get away with it. And I think that I know, Andrew, that you do like sophomore humor at times. I do, but not when it's the entire movie beginning to end. Well, this is this Deadpool two is going to be unlike any other movie in theaters right now. I will say that. Sure. And I think if you, if you, if you like the irreverence of the first one. I I will agree with Andrew that the irreverence is ramped up for the sequel. It's probably doubled for the sequel. Yeah. I think that they thought that, you know, they're, they're going to have to outdo themselves for the sequel. And I think that's what they aimed for. And I'm not a fan of the director, David Leach. I wasn't a fan of Atomic Blonde, which is his previous film. But I almost think that the auteurs of this movie are, are less the director and more the writers, Rhett Reese, Paul Wernick, and even Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even Reynolds himself as an actor, I mean, his kind of flavor is all over this, which is probably a pun that Deadpool would use in the film, (laughs) but you know, like his, his persona carries the movie. And for some reason, even when he has that mask on, I still find him to be like one of the most entertaining characters that I can think of in recent memory. Um, if we're talking about criticisms or things that we didn't like, I, I, I like Zazie beats a lot, but I thought she was very underutilized oh, in the film for sure. Uh, I thought for sure that her character would be more epic because I read the trivia about how so many different, like great a list actresses were all vying for this role and auditioning for this role. And they went, it went with this character with this woman who I hadn't heard of until recently, but yeah, her character is really, much cooler than they would have given her credit. 
but I have to say that I was not disappointed with the whole, the overall film because I thought it was it was meta, it was entertaining, and it appealed to a sensibility and a sense of humor that no other movies are doing right now. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I it's just that I think that the first film nailed the balance much better than this film did. I think the first film hit that that satirical element. I think it was funny. I think that it was critical of the superhero genre of film. I think all of these things were the case. And then on top of that, it was a fun movie to watch. It was a fun flick. And it seemed like mm-hmm. things mattered. And everybody was actually invested in what was going on despite having that kind of Brechtian distance from the audience. Yeah. And when you say what matters, it sounds like what matters, what the matter, the matterment that you were looking for was some kind of emotional connection to the characters. Am I right? Anything at all. An emotional connect connection to anything. Yeah. I like I, I, nothing mattered in this movie. Well, And, and when you take that attitude, then why why are we watching it? Why would I watch this film in the first place? Because the first film, yeah, that's Deadpool's shtick is to not care. But then in the context of the film, we see that he really does care. And in this film... For his, for his girlfriend. Yeah, and in this film, he does not at all. He, there's, no, there's nothing that he really cares for. I mean, they kill off the girlfriend right off the bat. And then there's these weird heaven sequences that don't make any damn sense. Well, they kill her right off the bat, but then they proceed to make merciless fun about that in the opening credit sequence and, and, and play off of our own thwarted expectations about what the film was going to be. Yeah. But I'm not even concerned. Like I didn't need it to be about her or about any of that, but then for him not to have anything to latch onto or care about means that the rest of the film just floated in the ether. Well, he cares enough about, the Russell. Russell to rescue him. Yeah. Which was another weird thing. It was Julian Dennison who plays this kid, Russell fire fist. And he is, he was in a film a couple of years ago that I put on my top 10 of the year, which was the hunt for the wilder people, which is a Taika YTT film. And he's from New Zealand, this kid, Julian Dennison. And he was great in that movie. And they practically lifted the exact same character that he played in that film into this movie, which was real weird to watch. I mean, maybe that's just like what that kid can play. I haven't seen him in anything, but those two films, maybe that's mm-hmm. just his shtick. Who knows? Well, I mean, they probably just wanted him to recreate that old magic that he made before. <sighs> that's fine. I guess. I don't know. It's like, I, I don't know. I just didn't buy it. I didn't buy that. He really gave a shit about anything. Anybody, I, don't, I didn't feel like anybody cared about anything, but you know, all that being said, it was fine. It was fine. Well, I think if Deadpool two were a hill, it would not be the hill to die on. <laughs> no. That being said, <laughs> this movie, I thought. And I know we're not going to agree on this. Even though this movie 
distances us at every turn, and there may not be uh, the type of structure or, or heroic qualities that you look for in a film. I think that the, just the fact that it was keeping us at arm's length and consistently being interesting and different and amusing and satirical was enough for me to like it enough to say so on the podcast. But this film is not something that I'm going to return to. I doubt I never saw the first one after I saw it in theaters. And I like this film. Uh, It was a very enjoyable experience. And I'm sad that you didn't share the same reaction. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I'm probably making it sound worse than it is. I, you know, it's fine. If you like the first one, you'll probably like this one, I guess. Um, I just, I was just disappointed because I really did like the first one quite a bit. And I was hoping to get more of the same in essence. And what I got was more of the things that I didn't really need. Like a lot Mm. more like too much. Mm. Um, but you know, I guess, you know, oftentimes when I see movies for this podcast, like I, 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 I find myself at a distance as I watch them uh-huh. that I, I don't get pulled in, yeah. but this is a movie that celebrates that distance. And it's, it's often nihilistic. You're often watching characters who don't really seem to matter die. Yeah. And in a way that, that is kind of fun. Yeah, sure. Uh, and that's that happens a lot in this movie. A lot of people die or get hurt. Well, the funny thing it, is that they've got the the X-Force movie has been greenlit there. It's on the slate for a couple of years from now. So I don't know how well they can keep up this humor, though, over another series of films. I think it would probably lose its spark after a while. Yeah, um, maybe. But I prefer, I prefer it to the sense of humor that you'll find in the Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, for sure. All Marvel humor to me is anathema. Uh, I've, I just find it just repulsively idiotic to have every single character in every single Marvel movie just cracking jokes all the time. It's just it deflates anything interesting or suspenseful or. And a lot of times that everything. humor, whether it's Iron Man or uh, Star Lord or whomever, like their humor is often couched in like how arrogant and yeah. self-important they think they are. And Deadpool is just like this like prankster guy who I think is a, a refreshing change from that kind of like type of pseudo humor. And I think that he I think he carries the movie, of course. And yeah, I liked it. I thought it was very entertaining. I did not like it as much. I, it's entertaining enough. I mean, you'll have a fun time at the movie theater, but uh, uh, I I was very disappointed in this film. I didn't like it as much. Somewhere Deadpool is playing a tiny violin just for you. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't care about anybody. <laughs> yeah. He just wants people to be to like him, to be entertained by him. If even I, I think he's like a he's he's a complete nihilist. I feel like he just wants to watch the world burn. Well, then he would be the villain of his own film. Well, there's a case to be made there. And we are not the ones to make it. But listeners, (laughs) 
if you want to pick up that gauntlet that Andrew has thrown down, yeah. Or if you just want to tell us your thoughts about Deadpool 2, please get in touch with us. Go to our Facebook page, uh, post a comment under this post, and maybe we'll get a discussion going because yeah. Deadpool 2 is out there and it's making money. Sure is. Sure Breaking in the big bucks. So who knows? Maybe it will usurp Deadpool as being the highest grossing R-rated film of all time. It very well might. We, uh... we shall see. What do you think the world's going to look like once they stop making superhero movies? I think it'll be a better place. <laughs> Who knows what will replace it? Uh, you know what? You know what I'm not looking forward point. to when they start remaking superhero movies. Like I know they're already doing it with yeah, Spider-Man, but like what what happens when they remake the Avengers in like I 20 years? I don't care if they're if they're still making if they're still out putting this volume of superhero movies in 20 years then cinema will truly be dead. For more on the cinema is dead <laughs> idea, you can listen to our previous podcast entitled is cinema dead. <laughs> That's where true. Andrew and I have a discussion about this very topic. It's very true. Look for that one in the archives. Okay. Well, anyway, so it sounds like you understand where me and Andrew are coming from today's film, Deadpool two. The next film that we're going to talk about Yes. Is another divisive film, although most people <laughs> seem to agree that it's garbage. And that is David Lynch's Dune from 1984. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. We'll see you then.